Jim Newsom, and this is uh, Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the uh, fourth day of June 2020. We're broadcasting to you today from North Central, West Virginia. Going to continue on today in the book of um, Hebrews, chapter 5. I want to cover the last three verses of, of, of chapter 4 when you talk about Christ, <clears throat> our high priest. Christ, our our high priest. Before we do, let's go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, Father, to uh, expound your word. <clears throat> the word you said won't come back void, we'll do that what you sent it to do. The word will never, ever pass away. You said heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will never pass away. The sword of the Spirit, with its quick and powerful, sharp, divides asunder. Lord, you said it discerns the heart's we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you do what needs to be done on this broadcast. You know every every person that's going, Lord, that's going to listen to this. You know their need. You know their situation. You know their circumstance. We ask you, Lord, to minister to them today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. Christ, our high priest, uh, the word of God first time we hear about a high priest is when uh, God Almighty, through through his providence, the word of God says, elected the tribe of Levi out of the children of Israel, uh, Aaron being the first, the first ordained high priest from God. Their job was to offer sacrifice for sin. To stand God, the people. The Bible declares that uh, God is holy. The Word of God declares that holiness, no man shall see God. We see a prophet of God in Isaiah chapter 6 who had a vision before he uh, was called, before he uh, was to do what's to be done. As far as his call of God that was on his life, and the Word of God says that uh, he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. So he got a glimpse <clears throat> of um, a thrice holy God, and the Bible declares that He is holy. Uh, he changes not. He's just as holy today as he was, or 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 ever was. He had he had no beginning. Uh, God does not move within the realm of time. And um, the first reaction that this prophet has was, "I am a man <clears throat> of unclean lips." When he saw the activity around 
the throne of God, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. He said that uh, there's no way that I can stand before a thrice holy God. And there's no way that me and you can stand before a thrice holy God because uh, the bottom line is we are not holy. We are the righteousness of Christ. We were conceived in sin. The Word of God tells us that. And I've said many times on this broadcast that uh, what you see going on in the world today is a product of a three-letter word. That's, that's sin. All men, and when I say men, I mean mankind, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. <clears throat> and the only answer for sin today is the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we must be born again, born from above, born of God, not of flesh and blood, but of the Spirit. We are renewed through the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. Our substitute, who stood between God as a mediator, even now, between God and man. You cannot get to God unless you go through Jesus Christ. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life, and no man comes into the Father except it be through him. It's what the gospel's about is preaching Jesus Christ and preaching him crucified. The answer for man today is not isms and schisms and, and uh, um, things founded upon the precepts and the traditions of men. Only through Jesus Christ. So in the last three verses of chapter 4, I'd like to read those again today if I could. Seeing then, verse verse 14, chapter 4, book of Hebrews. Seeing then we have a what great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Okay, where's he at now? Sitting by the right hand of the Father. Jesus, who the Son of God let us hold fast our profession. So our salvation is rooted upon something that will never, ever change or be removed. The world, as we see it, and people are seasonal. We live in a seasonal time. The Bible says after the flood that God said there will be seed, time, and Harvest, in other words, there'll be seasons. There'll be a winter, uh, spring, summer, and fall. The Word of God indicates that before the flood, that there wasn't really any weather, per se, that there was the same weather from the top of the North Pole to the bottom of the South Pole. But after the flood, these things changed. The, uh, uh, it's written through through scientific studies, they believe that the earth was tilted because of the weight of the floodwaters, which gave us equinoxes and gave us seasons. So we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. In other words, our salvation is upon that which is a rock-solid foundation. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. Okay. The ecclesia, the called out ones and the gates of hell 
will not prevail against it. Hebrews 2.17, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful, listen, and faithful, merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Now, me and you cannot stand before God alone, uncloaked, naked, because me and you have no righteousness. <laughs> no, we're not good. All sin comes short of the glory of God. But I've got good news. We are and can be, if you're not, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. The one who went to the cross paid the ultimate price, the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, which was proclaimed by John the Baptist. And he is and will be forever our high priest, the mediator. One mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. So the job of the high priest under the Levitical system was once a year, he took blood, went behind the veil into the Holy of Holies, and put blood on the mercy seat, first for himself and then for the people. And there was things he had to do before he went in there. There was, there, there was cleansing. He had to make sure that... Uh, uh, he was right with God before he went in there, or, or if he wasn't, then he dropped dead. <laughs> God's holy. How can me and you stand before the holiness of a thrice holy God without the blood of Jesus Christ on our lives? So he says, let us hold fast our profession. Hebrews 10, 21, and having a high priest over the house of God. And there's one now. See, back in the day, there was several because, of course, they would die. And I, I think their office was limited. I think from age 30 to 50 or something, or age 30 to 55, or, or some, something of that nature. And then they were removed, and um, another high priest would step in. But we have a, have an eternal high priest a permanent high priest, which is none other than Jesus Christ. Verse 15, chapter 4, Hebrews. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was, in listen, all points, tempted like as we are, listen, yet without sin. That's important, yet without sin. Because of that, then he has every right to stand before God. He's the Lamb, the perfect Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So he was a sinless sacrifice. No guile was found in his mouth. So our high priest, which is who? The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was very much God and very much man. And the Bible says he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Infirmities is this, feebleness of body or mind, okay? By implication, malady, moral failure or frailty, disease, sickness, or weakness. Listen, in mind, body, or spirit. The three full parts of men, mind, body, and spirit, 
the outfall of sin, which was from Adam, affects all of, all of us in every facet and phase of our lives. What we see going on today is sin woven into a society. And once again, there's only one answer for that. We need revival, which begins there in, in I, I believe, in the body of Christ, in the hearts and minds of believers. Judgment begins at the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely escape, how can the ungodly escape? And stand up with a platform in these last days and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, which is the answer. You say, well, that sounds simple. No, well, it's the Bible. God's plan is not complicated. God's way, and always has been from the foundation of the world, his way has been Jesus Christ. The answer today. And the Bible declares in all uh, points was he tempted. Basically tempted to leave the will of God. And in all the temptations named, it was... Uh, you know, step out and be separate from God that sent you. We cannot be separate from God. We cannot be separated from the plan of God. We can't take the ball and run in our own ball game, so to speak. We've got to stick to the plan of God. The Bible says, without a vision, a man will perish. Habakkuk said, I'll wait on it. I'll write it down. I'll get it before me, and I'll stand my watch and see what he has to say to me. Without a vision, a man will perish. And the Bible says that he had a vision. He came to earth. Very much man, very much God, very much God, very much man. He was the perfect Lamb of God. And the Scripture says that he was yet without sin. Second Corinthians 5.21 For he, being Christ, hath made, or God, hath made him, being Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, listen, the righteousness of God in him. There again, showing our insufficiency to be make ourselves righteousness. You can't do enough religious stuff. You can't do enough penance to become clean before God. You can't pay enough tithes. You can't go to church enough. You can't read the Bible enough. You can't fast enough. And all these things are what? Disciplines that need to be done. But the bottom line is it's through grace and through mercy, through the love of God, that so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, who was made sin, Paul said, who knew no sin, the perfect, perfect lamb of God, that we, me and you, might be made the righteousness of Christ. Our answer today for your battle, my battle, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Paul said they might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So then the writer says in verse 16, let us therefore come boldly, where? Before God's throne and tell him how good we are? No, 
before the throne of grace. Something me and you don't deserve. Psalmist David said, who are we that God is mindful of us? Why would he even consider us? Injustice because of the failures of men. And God has every right to cut us off. But he doesn't because he's full of grace and he's full of mercy. So he says that we may obtain, come before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You think we might be in some times when we need grace and mercy? You think we might need that today? You think mankind is doing anything on his own to save himself? My Bible tells me iniquity shall abound. It's happening. Iniquity is lawlessness. Shall abound. In other words, we're not going to wake up some morning and it get better. So the job of the Christian, the job of the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, is to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the Bible declares, Paul wrote, that the church and the Spirit of God that operates through the church should operate in the fullness thereof is the restrainer. The Bible declares that Satan, for time and this season, is the God, little g, of this world. Okay? So he pulls the strings of many. That we might find grace and mercy in the time of need. Refers to, to what? The goodness of God. Mercy and grace only through Jesus Christ. Had not been for him. Had not he went in our place. We will be subject to the law, a spiritual law that states the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I want to go to Romans 8 a moment. I've been playing this. I want to go there. I want to read you a spiritual law. A spiritual law. Eight one very very familiar scripture. Romans eight one, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are where in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse two for the law 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 spiritual law, like natural laws gravity and things of this nature, things of this nature. For the law of the spirit of life, Zoe, God kind of life. Listen. In, only in Christ Jesus, have made, Paul's speaking first person here, have made, we're going to speak of all of us, has made us free from the law hmm, of sin and death. The two go together there. Sin always brings death. Get that in your head today. Sin always brings death. When Adam and Eve disobeyed, he said, 
You're going to die. Did they die that day? No. They died many, many years later. But the process of death. The men will grow old. Men will grow feeble. Men will die. It's one another man wants to die. And then the judgment. So the only, the only antidote for death is the blood of Jesus Christ. The law of life and the spirit. So me and you, through Jesus Christ, have eternal life. Yes, this body is going to die. And if it doesn't die, it's going to be remade one of these days. If we do die, we're going to lay in the grave. And then the Bible says there will be a restitution of all things, and the dead in Christ shall rise first and changed. <laughs> For mortality will put on immortality. Corruption will put on incorruption. But that's a spiritual law. For the law, listen, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made us free from the law of sin and death. That's our need today, is to be set free from sin. Hmm? Even our secret sin. Even our sin that, that uh, in the quarters of, my, of, of our minds, somehow we decided it's okay. When the Word of God, listen, if the Word of God says it's sin, it's sin. There's, there, there's no debate. God's word is final It changes not it, It's from the very foundation of the world It's for every generation And certainly applies today So sin Will bring death Unless People accept Christ And then we have the spirit of life In Christ Jesus Let's go to Hebrews 5, verse 1. For every high priest taketh from among men, taken from among men, is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. So we see the office of the priest was to offer both gifts and sacrifices for what? Sins. So God has a problem with sin. Always will have. He can't. He can't abide it. He can't tolerate it because he's holy. God help us today. Paul said, "Who shall deliver me, O wretched man that I am? Who shall deliver me from this body of what death?" So, high priest under the old system, the old, the old what Levitical system. which were men and the frailty thereof. And their job was to, to offer both gift and sacrifices for the sins of the people. That was God's system. In other words, they took animals, shed the blood thereof, took the blood behind the mercy seat or behind the veil into the Holy of Holies, put it on the mercy seat once a year, went in twice, once for himself, and once for the people, the Day of Atonement. Verse 2. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way or that do not know Christ? For that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. Who can have compassion? Compassion. In other words, who, who can have feelings for those that they minister to? 
The Bible declares that Jesus is touched with our infirmities. And that word ignorant there doesn't mean stupid. It means without knowledge. For my people perish without the lack of knowledge. They just don't know. And God said in his word, I once winked at ignorance. But now, because of Jesus Christ, which is the way, the truth and the life, I can't, I won't wink anymore because I've made the eternal way. I've already established the eternal covenant. And there's no other way to God. No other way to God. No other way to be saved. No other way to heaven except through him. God help us today. On, on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way. Those who have sinned and know they sin. See, men do have consciences. And, and, and we have uh, uh, in ourselves, God has put that in us that we know when things are wrong. Okay. So we're not ignorant. And the only answer for those wrong things is through Christ. That he himself compassed with with infirmity. Hebrews seven twenty eight for the law listen, maketh men high priests which have infirmity. <laughs> under the old Levitical system, under the old law, men who were high priests were just men. But they were chosen of God, yes, they were set aside, they were high priests. They failed. They made mistakes. And they have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is consecrated forevermore. So, who's the son? Jesus Christ. He's our great high priest. Jesus Christ is the only way to God. Verse 3, Hebrews 5, 3. And by reason hereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself to offer sins. That's the system. For the people and for himself. This was his office. For the people. That's why the Bible says that the priest needed lay between the altar. In the midst of the congregation. Putting the porch in the altar. In the midst of the congregation, the high priest is, is one of intercession, one of mediator, one of taking on the burdens of the people, caring about the people. Now, this is the office today of, of, of the pastors and those that operate in the fivefold. It's all about the people. It's all about preaching Jesus Christ. It's, offering, it's all about giving people a, a choice, an alternative to lifestyles that will bring damnation upon their lives. The only way to escape sin, the only way for sin to be forgiven, is through who? Jesus Christ. As for the people, so also for himself to offer sins. In Leviticus chapter 9, verse 7, And Moses said unto Aaron, Go unto the altar and offer thy sin offering and thy burnt offering. Make an atonement for thyself and for the people and offer the offering of the people and make an atonement for them as the Lord commanded. This was God's economy. This is what this was what was this was the type and shadow 
of Jesus Christ. This was animals, animal blood being sacrificed. Hebrews 9, 7, But into the second with the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. This is why the book of Hebrews is is, is uh, deemed uh, uh, in the category of being better. But Christ is better than the old Levitical system, better than the law. He fulfilled it. The law can do nothing for us except reveal our sin. If you think you can keep the law, amen, as the old farmers used to say, you're barking up the wrong tree. not going to happen. Jesus fulfilled the law. He's your way. He's your truth. He's your life. He's your deliverance. Verse 4. No man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So, in other words, they didn't wake up one morning and said, I decide I'll be a priest. No. That's not how God worked. They were appointed men. They were called men. And they were called of God, as was Aaron. Exodus 28.1 And take, take thou unto the Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, Abu, I'll think of Elazar, Ithamar, Aaron's sons. In, the, in those times, uh, the son would follow in the footsteps of the father. But they were, they were called of God. They were God's system at that time. Other word, but pointing to something better. Pointing to the great high priest who sat down by the right hand of the father. Uh, under the old system, priests never sat down. They stood. But Jesus sat down because the work is finished. Verse 5, so also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. So the Bible says that Christ was crucified from the foundation of the world. He was called to this position, to this position from the foundation of the world. He showed up in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God, Elohim, the priority of the Godhead. Now, there's many mysteries around this, but still, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the second person of the Trinity who was the creator. By him, all things were created, the Bible says, by him and for him, that he has dominion and power over all things in heaven and in earth and below the earth. And there's coming a day very, very soon will he enforce the total power of who he is and what he is. There's going to be a theocracy set up in the days to come. After the tribulation period, the Bible declares there's a thousand-year reign from where Jerusalem will he will rule with a rod of iron. That's the future. Okay? In between, a lot of things are going to happen. A lot of bad things are going to happen. The wrath of God is going to be poured out. But the Bible says if you know Jesus Christ, you're not appointed to wrath. He said, Thou art my son. Psalms 2. What many call the what? Chapter that points to conspiracy. (laughs) 
Psalms 2, 7 through 9. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance, the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. In other words, if you read Psalms 2, you'll see the world that doesn't know God conspire against the world that does. Let us, let us cut our, their cores from asunder. The first conspiracy we see is in what? Genesis chapter 11 under a man named who? Nimrod. Read it. The first type of the Antichrist where they chose to circumvent, go around the ways of God. But today the Bible declares that Jesus is the way. If you don't accept him, then you can't get to God. Plain simple as that. And he saith, this is verse 6, also in another place, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. After the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 7, 1, 2, 3. For this, who? Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave tenth part of all which being by interpretation king of righteousness, who, this many say, a Gentile priest, and hath that also king of Salem, Salem is what, Jerusalem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually, and were an eternal priesthood. Now, there's a lot of mysteries and things, a lot of... A, a, lot of, a lot of what conjectures of, of who this man is but the writer here says he was king of Salem or king of what Jerusalem he was um, the king of righteousness and king of peace of course that points towards who? Jesus Christ many say it was Christ but the fact is we we just don't really know. They say that he was a Gentile priest. But he was a type of Jesus Christ, and Christ followed that order. King of peace, king of righteousness, king of good, king of mercy. Who Abraham, before the law, now I might, I might add, paid tithes to him. Before the law. I mean, study about this man. But he's a type. Verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, was strong crying and tears unto, unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard. He, in that he feared. Were days of his incarnation. Days when God Almighty come to earth. And became man. And the word, John 1.14, became flesh and dwelt among us. And was the light of the world. And because men loved darkness rather than light, they rejected him for the most part. Just like we're doing today. But he offered up prayers and supplications, what a, what a, what a high priest does. 
that he was able to save him from death. Through how? The resurrection. Death was conquered through the resurrection. If Jesus was in the grave still, we'd have no hope, but he was not. His tomb's empty. Every other uh, man that's claimed to be this and claimed to be that is still in the grave, waiting for their resurrection. As, as Daniel said, some to ever, everlasting life, some unto eternal destruction. And was heard in that he feared that he was in the complete will of God. Complete will of God. He came to eradicate our sin. Behold the Lamb of God. I say that a lot. I'll say it again. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Once again, sin is my problem, and sin is your problem. Well, I don't have a problem with sin. Yeah, yeah, yes, we do. And we will have, as long as we're in this fleshly body. My Bible tells me we're going to be tempted. Kind of law of joy when you're tempted with, with diverse temptations. Okay? In this world, you have tribulation, but be, be a good cheer. For I will overcome the world. The Bible says he's able to succor or keep those who are tempted through the blood. Thank God today. We have hope. Verse 8. Though he were a son, talk about Jesus, yet learned the obedience by the things which he suffered. He is the son of God, but also the son of man. After the lineage of David, read about it. Matthew, I believe, chapter 1. He learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Philippians 2.8. And being found in a fashion, in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. This is what they call the kenosis of Christ, the pouring out of Christ. Emptied himself totally. It's what he came to do. It's what he did. He left nothing behind. He completely finished his work. Now, down through the ages, men have come up and say, well, Jesus Christ didn't finish the work. I'm here to do. I'm here to do a foolishness. Foolishness. False prophets. Antichrist. Wolves in sheep's clothing. Okay? If anything takes away from the gospel, anything takes away from Jesus Christ being crucified, get away from it. If man starts to in one, one iota lift himself above the plan of God, which is Jesus Christ, get away from them because they're false. And there's death in them. Amen. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. It's the truth. Get away from people that point to any other gospel except Jesus Christ. Any man that tries to elevate himself above the gospel is a liar and the truth not in him. In the days of his flesh, he offered up himself. Though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered with the pouring out of himself. Verse 9, And being made perfect, he became, listen, being made perfect, no guile found in his mouth, the perfect Lamb of God. <laughs> perfect. Ministering to an unperfect people. He became the author or the authority 
of eternal salvation unto all that, uh uh-oh, obey him. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, I know about him. I do. But, But have you accepted him? Do you obey him? Is he Lord of your life? Does he sit on the throne of your heart? Is your priority him? Do you look unto him, the author, the authority of your salvation? He's the author. The author. Made perfect. He's the perfect Lamb of God. He endured suffering and tem- he endured suffering and temptation so he could be our high priest who understands our weakness, our frailties, our maladies, our infirmities. Understands it. The only one that does. Sees every tear that you cry. Sees every battle that you go through. Is with you through every doubt. Every time you stumble, every time you fall. He's our high priest. And we've all failed and sinned to come short of the glory of God. If you think you're going to get in by your works, you're wrong. You don't have enough. You need to work works. The Bible said, well, without what works, faith is dead. I understand that. But we're not saved through our works. Only through faith in this great high priest. My, my. Became the author, the authority of eternal salvation unto all, everybody that obeys him, obeys God's way. Romans 6, verse 3. Know you not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life through him. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Romans 6.11, likewise reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is obedience, the obedience of the cross, the obedience of the gospel, God's ultimate and only plan for man. He, he doesn't say, well, I've got many ways. No, he says, I've got one way, and that's through who? Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Called of God a high priest once again after the order of Melchizedek. Called of God a high priest. Our perfect high priest after the order of Melchizedek. A high priest for all. So Melchizedek preceded Israel as a people, he was before Israel. Genesis 14, verse 18, who? Mel, Mel, Hezedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave them tithes of all. He, he blessed Abraham, a type of Christ, preceding Israel as a people. 
Yes, he's a mystery in a lot of ways. But keep in mind, he's as to be seen as a type of Christ. King, priest, peace giver, mediator. Received the tithes of Abraham and gave blessings. Who gives blessings today? So next time we're going to start and talk about <clears throat> the writer of this book, which I believe is Paul, warning against apostasy or diverting away from the faith. So note today he's your high priest, my high priest. The only way to God is through him. Study these scriptures, study. The Bible says to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. If you don't know Christ today, we're going back to Romans 10, verse 9. That thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord Overall is rich unto all the call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the Bible says you must come to him with a broken and a contrite spirit. Now the Bible says, and we talked today, he's our high priest, touched with every infirmity, every malady, every weakness in our lives. He's, he's our way. He's our truth. He's our healer. He's our deliverer. He's our present help in the time of trouble and our high tower. Years ago, he's put a billboard and said, wise men still seek him. Well, that still goes today. Shut yourself away for a time and a season in your prayer closet. The clamor of this world and get to know this high priest. Because when the smoke clears, if I might use that term, he's going to be there. Peter talks about the restitution of all things that is coming. Amen. Revelation chapter 5 talks about the Lamb of God, the only one worthy to, to, to start to open the seven seals or, or take back the title deed to the earth that Adam gave up to Satan. And Satan for timeless season is the God of this world. But Jesus Christ is taking it totally back. Totally back. Every power, every principality is going to be put down. And he's going to stand as king of kings and lord of lords. Now his mouth proceeds of what sharp two-edged sword. Upon his vesture is written that name, king of kings and lord of lords. Do you know him today? Seek him while he may be found. We're still in the age of grace and mercy. We're still in the church age. The Bible says, when you see these things come to pass, look up, for your redemption draws nigh. Seek him today. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that it take root in the lives of the people today. You know their lives. You know their situations. You know their circumstances. You know where they're living, and I ask you to minister to them. Draw them today with your Holy Spirit. And may, may they accept you in the fullness of your word and your majesty as a, our only high priest, our intercessor. 
And you said in your word, if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. And Lord, this gospel lifts you up. Points to no other except for you. You stand all alone, singly, as the author and the finisher of our faith. Save souls today, heal minds, heal bodies. He was chastised for our peace of mind, and by your stripes we are healed. And touch people today, God. Give them hope, my God. Give them hope. This, give this nation hope. Give this world hope. Let your light shine in a very, very dark hour. Well, you said in your word that we being the church cannot hide our light under a what bushel, but it, it, it must be up there, up on, on top of the hill as a beacon, as a light, as a, uh, a realm of hope, as a sanctuary city. We ask you, Lord, all these things. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Thank you.